My name is Sucky, and welcome to the podcast. I am joined around the console by Bob, Craig, John, and um, Thingy, uh, Cliff. Yes, yes, yes. I just, yes, I, I knew what I knew what that was. I knew who was, knew who was. And we are going to be talking about Once Upon a Time, the th- third chapter of Doctor Who Flux. Now, I'm going to jump straight in and give you my opinion on this. I did enjoy this episode. I really did. Uh, I understand there's a lot of confusion going on because I've listened to so many podcasts and I've listened to a bit of feedback that's been going around. Um, if you just watch it the once, it is confusing. But once you got into it, you knew exactly what was going on. And I, after, I think, about five, ten minutes, I realised what was happening. The, the Doctor had just jumped into the time streams of the her companions and then you got that uh, she's jumped into her her own time stream a one that she doesn't even remember and i got the gist of all that the added bit in the whole episode was called bell story and that was the only bit where there was no jumping around with the time stream uh but other than that but because i i really did enjoy this episode it was lovely seeing dogs it was lovely seeing sidemen um even though the worst sort of cannon fodder but I just thought it was a great episode and it just filled out of backstories on some of our characters which is what you really needed now I'm going to open it up to everybody around the console uh, just going around telling me what you thought who's first right. and, that, and that's the end of the podcast come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think agree with something <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay just for that Bob go ahead uh, I love. Well, yeah, I loved it. It was. It's never a punishment to get Bob to speak, Tucker. You know this. It was. It was. <laughs> yeah, no. It was. Uh, it was awesome. And the, um, not not necessarily I was confused, but on the second watch, I got a lot more from it. It was more little bits that I'd missed because the co- it comes back as a sort of gift, if you like. For example, the scene with um, Dan and Die on the steps, and Die is ask, asking, "Why didn't you come and?" Um, get, come and meet me and then passengers stood there and it kind of didn't make sense at the time but obviously you find out later that's where Dai is in passenger and it was things like that which were sort of tying little bookends together um, but it was just awesome it looked amazing I didn't know the Daleks were going to be in it that, no. so that was a nice little surprise and I thought they looked really cool just hovering and shiny and a bit different because uh, they were CGI, but I didn't even know they were CGI until someone told me. But I thought it looked cool and it was nice, and I just yeah, loved. I just loved it. It was ace, wasn't it? Yeah. It, it was. It, I was tense because because I, I didn't. You didn't really know what was happening throughout, which was great, but that added to the tension because it was unknown. So not only was it quite a tense episode, I thought it was added. That tension was definitely added to by what the fuck's going on, you know. And that was great. Um, I've got I've got actually a lot of notes on this. Yeah. But, um I was I was very similar. And when when I first watched it, <laughs> the first twenty five minutes of it, you're going, "What the hell's going on?" And that's what I was I was loving. It reminded me of a classic like Mind Robber, Time Warrior, stuff like that. You know, you, when you're watching them for the first time, you get a few episodes in, and you're thinking, "What the hell's going on?" Um, and then it starts. It answered questions which we wanted answering from uh, Vinda which was good because we said that he must have done something to be out on, in the sticks on that spaceship. So it answered those questions, but gave us even more questions as well. Like the Joe Martin, Doctor Who, that was great to see. 
so the doctor getting frustrated with herself as well because she's desperately wants some more answers because she has had probably more more knowledge of her backstory within the last few seasons than she's ever had before so yeah. she's on the hunt for it and you can understand the frustration and sometimes she is a bit like you know um not kicks off but a bit smart with people isn't she because she's getting frustrated and she she sees the bigger picture and but well, she it's, also it's, might it's, it's all new isn't it that's yeah. the thing it's only just recently she's discovered she's got this whole massive and we have as well huge history yeah and to get a gl- I, mean, I didn't think I picked up on the importance of that the first time I watched it but I definitely did in the second time yeah same and, 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 and Jodie Whittaker in this I've got to say she acts um, Joe Martin brilliantly you know Dr yeah. Ruth you can mm. tell when she's been Dr Ruth and you can tell when she's been her own doctor but also just the way you, you touched it in there how sharp she is with Yaz and yeah. Dan at the end <clears throat> you know like stop asking questions and that, that that's a slightly new dynamic to Jodie's Doctor as well. Jodie was absolutely phenomenal in this. She was, great, but great I work. just didn't like that aspect of her character. I mean, she's travelled now with Yaz for a while, and so to be that sharp and uh, back towards her when she's, you know, they've been travelling for a while, they should know each other inside yeah, but- out, but then she suddenly says, just get back inside the TARDIS. Don't, don't keep asking questions. That's the that's a child parent dynamic between the two, though, because the doctor's the one in charge and the kids are asking questions perpetually. Shut up and get in the fucking TARDIS. Yeah. And also, like before, hasn't she? She did it at the, at the finale of last time. She was very much, you know, when the master was hinting about what was yeah. going on, she locked them all out. But she was more rebut. But you've seen this kind of this moving away from the farm to her being kind of like. I'm taking a bit of charge on this now because this is too serious. You don't quite know, as yeah. you said, you don't know what you're dealing with here. She, um, she's under so pressure. Like she's under pressure, a lot of pressure. She's got a lot going on and she can't be doing with stupid little questions. And I think we all can associate with that. Yeah. You don't like it with the, the, the doctor's a bit nasty though and short, do you? It's okay. You like the doctor's oh, I, I just, nice. I just, yeah, I wanted to be nice. She has been nice. As she has been nice most of the three seasons. I that seem she's been to around. remember most of the doctors in the past have been twats on occasion. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. 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 yeah they've yes. all, and, it's, yeah. and it's usually when they're out of control and they yes. don't see everything, and mm. all they want is time to themselves to evaluate this. So it is sad to say, but the, the doctor is well thousands of years old, and we are minuscule ants to him or her, whoever's playing it. So. He will at times just go like one minute. If I explain everything, your mind's gonna fucking explode. So I need time to explain it. I need time to understand it myself. But at this point, like Bob was saying, she's had more answers in the last two seasons of her old life, of which yeah. she really needs to mm-hmm. venture into. More if questions anything, and answers. Drop these off. Yeah, more questions. I think it was a great example um, at the beginning. So after. I think the credits it goes to the cliffhanger from last week and it's when she's you hear the doctor's thoughts about a situation I go into I like a situation that. I have no time and it's and then bang she's put them all into this this time storm yeah. um, and I thought that was a brilliant little insight to how the yeah. doctor thinks and how quickly I think and, and, and the decisions they have to make that they are so serious yeah uh, did you understand how she managed to do it all so quickly Right. Did anybody pick up on there was one sentence that somebody said that explained how she did all that? Go on then. Right. You know when 
uh, she's back in her own time stream. It better be fucking good, <laughs> It is. It is fantastic, John. Because I've still got to find out what your opinion of the episode is. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I've got to keep you happy. Uh, so what? Uh, it, there's a sentence that Dan says when they're uh, uh, in the Doctor's path, and he's one of these part of their crew. He says, "I've got these things, uh, these little things in his hands, uh, which slow down time." For everybody, we can walk at normal speed. Everybody else is slowed down. Oh, okay. Right. So that little sequence right at the beginning, she must have had one of them devices on her yeah. or a similar thing. Because her, mm-hmm. her pockets are fathomless, aren't they? Yeah. They've got yeah. loads of stuff in there. She pulled out a catapult last week. Right. So this week, she might have just pulled out one of these devices. A time freeze. Time freeze, yeah. Time for slow down, whatever it yeah. was, and chucked it out. All right. That way. She could then move at whatever speed she wanted. Everything else around her was going at slow speed. We've got to the point. That's okay. We've got to the point uh, of this where Sucky's finding excuses for stuff that we haven't questioned yet. Yeah, brilliant. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I, mean, he didn't I just assumed yeah. it was quick thinking. That's what I put it down yeah. to as a really kind of quick movement. But yeah, there is that. I remember when you said it's like, oh yeah, and that is an explanation. Not that it was needed in such a micro deep, but it, it was there. <laughs> who, who told you that's okay? You didn't come up with that me. on your own. Me. Oh, did you? All right. Yes. Me. What, John, what did you think, John, what did you think of it, by oh, the way? N- nice to be asked. <laughs> I was going to get to it. Um, I was going to get to it. It's the yeah. sucky show. It's. <laughs> Uh, yet again, I am uh, thankful that the creator of this and the writer of this has not thought that you need to dumb it down for people because you don't. Mm. You don't. You're happy to leave people with questions rather than feeling this childish urge to have everything wrapped up with a bow every episode. And and they do it brilliantly. I've seen people complaining about uh, the fact that they're, oh, they've introduced another new character. Fucking shut up and get over it. Bell's introduction is going to be key. Yes. Bell and Vinder, yes. the question of what they are, who they are, and who they represent, yeah. and who the baby yeah. is. Yeah. Big, 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 big reveal on the way, I feel. I it's, do too. It, there's got to be. Vinder there's knows about Tardises. It's, so it's yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. And then, there's, uh, and then yeah. we've got more questions just dropping on, and, and, and the whole. Having a whole sequence that was just basically people in their own time streams, essentially dreams. People having dreams, and each of them is dreaming of their own kind of ideal situation that they'd like. Dan goes back and he has a date. You know, uh, the Doctor is like being a hero and rescuing people and that all that stuff. Yaz is doing her police officer with the Doctor as a as a sort of partner, mm. which I'm sure she'd ideally like. And and Vinda was getting accommodation, so everybody was dreaming of stuff that they liked dreaming. Then it all sort of twisted a little bit, but the dream. I keep saying dream, but it's not really a dream. It's, it's not. It's memories. Thing. It's memories, yeah. aren't but, they? Yeah, dreams, but memories, memories are just, are just twisted. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't consciously thinking of those things. They were experiencing them, so they're dreams in, in my head. But at the same time, do you think they were conscious? They weren't. I don't think they were consciously taken. So that unconsciously taken to these spots. I think the Maori have moved them to these spots. Maori. I think the Maori... The Maori... Ma- why was it Maori? Well, the New Zealand faction of the Maori right, <laughs> took, them, took them to this uh, section, to these bits of their memory, to be able to make them relive these sort of things. Right? I don't think it's con- uh, the Doctor was taken to the Siege of Atropos unconsciously because she needed to be able to be shown how she defeated the Ravagers the first time round to be able to do it again. Right. Uh, with, with that bit, actually, with the, 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 the Dr. Ruth, and you know Dan is um, 
Calvinista. But who is Yeah, oh, I really am intrigued. We don't no. find out, do we? No. We don't see the reflection. That's the no. thing. There's no who, giveaway. Who Vinder and Yaz are. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got oh. an idea, apparently. Yeah. Do you remember uh, the Joe Martin doctor had a companion with her who got oh, killed? Oh, the dude, yeah. Right, so that's Lee. Right, I think that Danny, uh, not Dan, uh, Finder's supposed Finders. to be Lee, ah, and then yeah. uh, the what the woman that was also chasing the Joe Martin Doctor, Gat, the team, ah right, was part of the team. So that's Gat. that's when we first draw come across the division, draw, isn't it? Draw division, yeah. So yeah. It's, I mean, that whole thing is great. I think. Yeah, that's what it was I really think. also really nice to get all those characters to play slightly different yes. versions. Yeah, like it was Dan just... was an evil Dan kind of thing coming yeah. out. And you know it's it's, uh, it's gone uh, gone great. I think I think given as well when this was filmed, there was obviously a lot of constraints regarding COVID and stuff. So I think it was actually a really clever use of the cast to double them up again into different parts to give oh, different yeah. characters coming in because he couldn't keep bringing everyone in and keeping within the bubbles and the things. So that was when it was being filmed. So I thought it was quite because he did it in lockdown. There was in in the time stream bit. There was one moment where somebody asked, "What year is this?" And I got fucking Twin Peaks vibes. <laughs> and also it's the fact that people relive in the future and the past at the same time dance yeah. wasn't a memory it was a foretelling of what will happen in the future yeah mm. i loved that i love that kind of this is the, the way it started off with bell this is the future and we have the Santaran division the dalek division i know she said she created that self but it was a really interesting idea and like bob said before the way they were brought in was good because i must admit I mean, i've not said it but when when I watched this for the first time, it left me flat. It really left me. I was not. In, I wasn't unimpressed, um, but it, it. I think because the first two episodes were so epic, and this was so different to what I expected. I was in my head. I was kind of full on um, cyber battle and everything. I, I know that here and there, I'd picked up vibes of what the story was like. And I'm really not a big going into alternative time streams type of sci-fi boy. So. It kind of left me, when it finished, I kind of thought, okay, it was all right. It was okay. And I left it at that, it just left me a bit cold. I watched it quite late on Monday night and I went to bed. And I kind of, you know, you plow things over in your head. Life, life story time. Yeah, and, and then the next day we were going somewhere. I was there quick, but it. <laughs> I was like, was uh, I've got a time limit by how long Sucky's talk for, so I'm, I'm trying to beat that. <laughs> I, I, uh, I was driving to the next morning, and I, thought, and I was kind of analysing, I thought, well, how did it move the story on? And I started going, well, it did this, it did this, it did this, it did this. And I kind of thought, oh, it's pretty good, that. And then I watched it this afternoon, especially for this, and I got the exact same vibe that you are talking about. It was mm. like, this is actually I was never confused by it I got it but I just kind of didn't get it in the same way I didn't see any stupidly I didn't get that the Doctor and Ruth were the same character as such I never really? I never saw that for, no I oh didn't the first God. time around I got it with everyone else but I didn't the second well I kind of did but not as explicitly I knew it was obviously she was seeing herself I never twigged that the doctor was working as part of the different division potentially even when the kind of you know even when the, the cute dog arrived and I was like oh that's cool oh what's the doctor so yeah I, I did actually really like it just thought I'd add that it, it, uh, there's still a bunch of questions though isn't there I mean yeah. who is the grand serpent and yeah does he what's he going to be going forward because I'm sure he is in his first incarnation of whatever he is at this point He's he great. Go on to be yeah. something else. He, he was great. It's, it's Dot, isn't it? Our line of duty yeah. that played Kai him. Parkinson. He was brilliant. Because yes. 
he's, he's he was just so sinister and horrible and awesome and he's getting snakeskin boots and the golden serpent it were like proper it's like gangster, gangster. Yeah. yeah really it really cool. got that vibe yeah. from but it who, but also who i think is that, he in the i wonder if it was the master yeah. because okay. remember the eighth doctor film yeah. he goes into that snake enjoy it when he kind of loses human form he turns into the snake yeah. just an idea i don't know yeah. I've, got, I've, got I've, another, I've got another theory on it every week what? i've got a different theory right what we've seen of Vinder, he was, I think, is the complete past of the Doctor with um, the Master and the Doctor's not born yet. And Vinder has been brought, has been pushed through time to this point to be with the Doctor. But really, uh, his wife's pregnant, isn't she? Yeah. With the timeless child. Oh, yeah, definitely the timeless yeah. child. In there. I've, heard that, I've heard that theory. I'm not sure Chris Chibnall, because... It, it looks like it's quite an obvious thing, the yeah. unborn child being the timeless child. Yeah. Right. So I, I think Christian... Well, we, we can, yeah, we can, I, I, I suspect yeah. it might be a bait and switch. I think what we might yeah. be finding out is that baby is someone like tech to win or something like that, or something yeah. something else that's connected. I mean... Just... We've got questions of who is that um, Orsock, the lady at the, the end. White Guardian. Yes. I'm going to put it on yeah. the White Guardian. That's what I was going to say. As soon as I saw it, <laughs> yeah. and I, I, knew that, I knew that only you had watched it, Cliff, that would know what I was on about. And as yeah. soon as I saw it, it was like, White Guardian, White Guardian. The Rani. There's a Rani no. out there, but I, I'm going White Guardian. White Guardian. White Guardian. White Stop saying White Guardian. It sounds look like White Power. But white tell Guardian, me White, white Guardian. <laughs> what's, what is the White Guardian? So the black and white guardian uh, are basically the keepers of of the universe, or they'll keep the universe in balance. Um, and they were introduced to the key key to time, and they came back yeah, for a sense, small, small yeah. trilogy. But yeah, so it's the balance of the universe or the time, and and that's the thing as well. You've got time and space yeah. at lo- <coughs> in battle at loggerheads with each other, and the and the flux is the space, and yeah. they managed to disrupt a little bit of time. Swarm and Azor did, and that's what this battle is against. And I'm just, I can't wait to see what comes after this. And I think it's going to be a lot to do with the angels because it's time, uh, and, the, yeah. and the angels have been trying to creep through. And I've really, I'm not a fan of the angels. I'll be honest. No, I'm like you. They're definitely but, on our side this time. But yeah, this is. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling that they're here to to help. Um, yeah. But they're still spooky as fuck, man. Yeah. When they're coming out the computer games and just popping up and that, it was good. You see, they I, keep harking back to the dark time as well, don't they? Which actually does yes, fit with the Guardians yeah, quite nicely. Because yeah, exactly. it's, it's giving this whole before... It's, well, it's, we know before, it. It's, it's before. Right. The whole thing is before. So it's going back into the Doctor's time stream, as we know. But which it's not, frustrates it's, her because she can't remember any of it. And it's but great is, for us because we don't know any of it. Yeah. But is, is, the, the, uh, is the Atropos Temple, is that cited as being the end of the dark times, isn't it? So that's this when is, they put yeah. time they put time into motion into into proper yes. order. Because if that's what's stay stable, doesn't it? That's what they're saying. And then we get the rest. And and that and all that sort of stuff mentioned in the dark times, you get the Katura vibe and thinking, yeah, wait, yeah, yeah. Exactly. how are they fucking linking into <laughs> well, this? And this is all- Victorious is definitely in here somewhere. This well, this is the vibe I was getting, but also this is the only time, and correct me if I'm wrong, that we've seen any part of the dark, like seeing the Doctor in the dark times. Oh, yeah, anyone, great, anyone yeah, in the, yeah. Out of all we've of been the, to the dark zone, which was deserted. Well, yeah, we've, 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 yeah. we've heard of it. We've heard never of the dark been. times, but never seen it or been there. That's That excited me a lot, that. Yeah, I like so, that. I'd like to know what sort of thing that the Doctor could have done that's so, uh, just so huge that caused whatever these creature was, Arsok, the White Guardian... The- 
That's right. it. The is doctor it? being born is what caused all of this. The timeless child being Ooh. born has caused all this, and the reason for but, it being a way of fixing that, the flux and all that the, stuff. The timeless child, if the timeless the doctor's thousands and thousands of years old, right? Why is he taking them all of a sudden now to decide they want to get rid of the universe? Timey wimey, sucky. Yeah. It's not well, happening also, now. It's happening like, all the time. It wasn't. It wasn't necessarily that. It was. It was something that that and then Swarm has touched on it as well. That every time the Doctor and her dance or yeah. whatever, that something resets. And I think John touched on it last time about the the Doctor. Then when it resets, forgets some memories and yeah. off off the go, off it happens again. It's like a reset. But yeah. It's, yeah. But yeah. But it's the Doctor's fault, and we don't know why. But that's that's something that's just. A, it's a massive idea. The whole of space. This disruption of time for this whole reset because it's the universe has come to this this universe. She said this universe has come to an end. You and know, it also it also suggests that maybe other people <coughs> know because remember the doctor found out by other people the Sontarans in, in episode one were already waiting for the flux so they could take advantage and colonize Earth. So it's sometimes only her that doesn't know. Calvinista knows, and Calvinista was there at the Temple of Atropos. Exactly. So it's suggesting that maybe, you know, when the Time Lords manipulated her knowledge that we found out in season two of her, because she didn't know any existence, that this has all been wiped out. Um, Swan, what is, what is his um, motivation in here? Is he kind of like the champion of time he's, or space? He wants to reign he, in hell. That's a great yeah, option, is he? He's, he's a champion of whatever this character, Barbara Flynn's character was. Like, she's the one that's helped bring these two creatures into existence, I think, to be able mm, to um, bring the end of the universe. And that's what he, that's what his, his whole purpose is there. He doesn't realise that. He thinks he's going to rule in hell, but he's there to bring about the end of the universe. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, it sounds yeah. possible. No, no, yeah, that's, that's, that, that's why he's there. That's kind of what she hinted at. What <laughs> I found out of this episode was okay, the the other episodes was was epic. It was grand, it was it was spectacular. This one had all those elements but so much more to, to that you needed to rewatch it. I needed yeah, okay. to rewatch it again yeah. and to understand it. And I took so much away from it. It is I, and sadly I watched a lot of other people's reviews and I listened to a few just to see what if everyone jumped on the same board as me and it's been hit so negative by it. Really? And I, and I really think if there's Doctor Who fans out there, how could they be saying it's not episodic, it's too epic, it's not this, it's not this. It's like, did you not remember some of the classic Who? You could sat there watching the mind rubber and then you at least get three episodes in wondering what the hell's going but on. Cliff, it's, Cliff, I'm going to put something forward. I'm going to put some, I don't care. What do you, yeah. what do we think? Yeah, well, I think, think, it doesn't I matter think, what yeah. other people think. It's what no, do you no. think? Do you know what I mean? What, what I think is, it's a real big shame that Chibnall's going, and I hope it yeah. doesn't go down the hill to be basic, comedic, over camp, and simplified with RTD. I'm not saying I'm he finished. will do that. It will be. We're still worth watching, but I think we've got into the Chibnall stride now. This is his. This is how, how he's good at writing, and the well, writing's excellent. And well, I like the fact that we had answers because it doesn't keep things too going too much. And but more questions, and you can see that the 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 ending of which we, we're we're getting close now, we're halfway for there, mm. is it uh, should be mate, it should be spectacular. This this is what I like to know is: Do you think he's going to be able 
you think he's going to be able to land the length the, the the ending properly? It's not just going to fizzle out. And I mean, it doesn't matter what we think at this open, point. Which we're going to find out one way or the other, and to start to speculate as to whether it'll be good or not is, is meaningless at this point. Yeah, because there are so many Doctor Who episodes, let's fair, classic and even under Moffat particularly, or, or any of them, that have ended with some kind of scientific gobbledygook that you never quite really yeah. understand. Especially Moffat, yeah. Yeah, he never got it. So I can't see <laughs> why not. I, I, thought yeah. the, I thought the way they ended last year was brilliant. I mean, season one of him didn't really have, it was just a story, wasn't it? And that was fine. But the last time with the whole kind of, you know, the tension of the Cybermen and the introduction of, you know, the Master coming back and Gallifrey again, I thought he did that really nicely, wrapped it up. And he's he's answering his own threads as he goes along, isn't he? So some That's of it. them, like the Suntimers, have been yeah. dealt with, they've explained and moved on. So I, I do think he's going to cover the threads. And it, it might be very subtle, like you said before, Bob, because I got the, you know, when they're on the steps of, the Liverpool Cathedral and there at the bottom was passenger. It, it, little things like that are explained. Mm. And I think it might just be like Tucky picked up before, you know, about how they did it so slow. I think he's been very clever in answering a lot of these little what's happening here questions. Well, you need to, to be able to, over a six episode season long arc, you need to be able to put these sort of episodes where they just bring in the characters, the mm. background stories for these characters to be able to, you know, uh, just big up the story basically, and this is where this story, <coughs> this episode comes in, which I've, is fantastic. I've got a couple of negatives. Hey, up. Okay, Can I just do one more positive then, John? Before you go negative, let's just well, keep the positive vibe. I mean, go on then. Well, one of the things that I found under Moffat and at times under Chibnall was that they do sometimes really heavy, like the Timeless Child episode itself, or the Timeless Children. Um, they're telling the narrative, and it's very dry. It's lots of exposition, lots of standing around. Whereas this, it was an it was a it was a very big unloading of the story, all the time frames, Lindback Vander, all that type of stuff. But it was done really quick, very pacey, with lots of action and, and dialogue and interplay going on, which I thought was a real strength to it. Actually, it yeah. wasn't boring or static in any way. No, no, it fast. Enjoyed well, it. Go on, John. On that on that note, I do feel as though a little bit. I mean, the pacing was good. It kept me going all the way through, but it, it did also feel like they tried a little bit hard. I think they maybe in the um, compression of 10 episodes to 6, this is one of the episodes that had a little bit extra thrown on it in order to try and get it, fit everything in that Chibnall had created. Yeah. So, whereas the first and second one were relatively easy to uh, absorb in, in, you know, in that way. But the third one, there was loads, and unless you're on point and you're willing to watch it more than once, you're not gonna you're not gonna leave with any any a great deal of fulfilment from the episode. That's not how a problem. I was first time. Yeah. Not a problem with that, but it, it's like the people that are commenting and saying duh, 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 are doing it because generally, generally it's a one watch, and your immediate reaction is like as Craig's. Yeah, mine was that. It was Another, fair enough. And yeah, it's fair enough. And my um, kids, and my kids, to be honest, the same yeah. thing as well as yeah. Craig. Go on, John. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you're going to get uh, it's it's work. It, you have to work at some things to get the most out of them. Yeah, and that's and Levy that's, has that's, to work at them, and I'm happy to do that. I love, oh, God, I yeah. love that. That's in all in all the films what we've reviewed with uh, Bob and John. It's it's those things what you need to work at, which makes it more rewarding as a well, person talk about, to understand and talk uh, about. Yeah. Uh, the, the other negative I have is I'm not sure why the, the Cyberman on his back was telling her that they're 
All of everything. Exposition dump. Just a tiny little one, tiny little floor. I'm not even bothered about it. The whole Bell Arc was great. I loved it. I did you get? Really did good, you get? Yeah. Um, nice. I got. I got Ray from Star Wars vibes. Yes. Bell. Yeah, I did too. And that, and that yeah. was from the from the get go. I got vibes of of Ray from Bell. I did. Now, I got something. I got vibes of her for something else. But yeah, similar thing. Yeah. Now, at the end of last week's episode, I did say to you guys to watch out for a certain actress, and that was the actress Thaddea Graham, mm. right? Because I'd seen her in the Irregulars on Netflix, and she was okay. like the best thing in the. Did you oh, say this is her? I knew I yeah. knew her for some way. It's the Irregulars, yeah. right? I yeah. got yeah. Thank you, Sucky. So the, 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 that's why I said, look, watch out for her. And I think she, she's going to be more, uh, as you, we've all said, she's going to be, she's going to come back in future episodes to be able to get Vinder and herself together. So, uh, yeah, brilliant. You see, what I liked about the character of Vinder and her was they, they do have, in essence, the morals of the Doctor, don't they? Because there were two elements when Vinder was all about doing the right thing. He had to, he had to, you know, hand. You know, he had to report um, the uh, the serpent king, whatever it's called. I can't remember now. <laughs> the great king, <laughs> the great serpent. Uh, and also, you had you know Belle that was all about her mission was love. So between these two elements, you've got I think two real characteristics: of the Doctor love and honor and and, and protection as such. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah that's yes. good. I didn't pick up on that, Craig. Yeah. Can I just yeah. ask? And I'm not sure about this, but is Vinda Grey Worm from Game of Thrones? Yes. 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 So we have seen I his knob. Have we? Oh, I need to yeah. go there. I see it. <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I thought he was knobless. I've just got a quick Google an image. Hang on a minute. I thought there were knobless. Oh, actually, yes, you're right. He doesn't have any yeah. bollocks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Eunuch. Oh, okay. He's eunuch, uh, Craig, so, like, pop your... Pop your uh, He'll have libido a, back in. Yeah, <sighs> action, action man cock. Yeah, but you'll still see his chest, and that's still good going. You'll see so, his arse. Hey, get it. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> we we objectifying him, sorry. <laughs> we had the, the, the little scene again with uh, going back to Diane in The Passenger. Now, The Passenger, it's a great concept. Oh, yeah. oh uh, fantastic. Uh, yeah. Some, uh, either a person or a device of some sort that could hold millions and millions of people. Brilliant. Now, do you think, because this is set right in the dark side, this is an early form of a TARDIS? Oh, no. see, I thought about see, I thought about the Daleks. I, in, I think I it's, I think that. it's a bit too modern it's, it's to be a more, TARDIS. It's, it's, TARDIS a, it's a mobile mental prison, that. isn't it? Oh, I don't know, because I, I did think about the Dal no, the Daleks in that one with the Daleks and Cybermen. Oh yeah. See, I thought about that, and that's exactly. I didn't think it was a TARDIS, which I, was I, which was TARD Time Lord technology. It's Time Lord technology. Yeah. I can't really call it now, but yeah, it's a. I'd not thought about TARDIS, but yeah, I had thought why about you time-wide materialism. Why do you think it's a TARDIS just to shut Greg up for a second? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, it's just the way, the fact that they hold loads of things inside there, and this is all set on, uh, th these creatures uh, have been on the planet of time, and it's just to do with but, Time Lords, maybe appropriating, uh, getting the uh, technology and de just developing their own. So sort of you've thing. got no real... I, I've I got no real, I just, it's just right. a oh, it's bigger like on it. the inside than outside. Yeah, but that was... Think, no, but was, how do you know? How do you know they've been stored? Is there space inside it? Are they living inside it, or have they just been uploaded to it like a disk drive? We don't know. No, you don't know. No. So I, I, making a massive the, you, you did see right at the beginning, <laughs> uh, uh, in the first episode, when Diane's actually been kidnapped, as you would appear, right? So I'm assuming that little like uh, that bit where Claire, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Diane and Claire, uh, Diane and Azua, where there, yeah. she goes, oh, I'm going to have some, so much fun with you. Yeah, right? that I was inside that path. 
that was yeah. going to be that was inside passenger. So that that's why I'm thinking this is like a form of a TARDIS. Well, it was. No, a, I think it, no, it was no. the fact. No, 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 no insinuation that there is any time travel available in it. No insinuation of anything. I think he's more. It's, it's more the. It's more the space element, as in. <laughs> I think, dark shape but I was relatively box like but passenger is a brilliant concept and when they started killing them like when there were oh, five passengers no. and the, the, that was quite a massive thing to kill like hundreds of thousands yeah. of people just with one thing one passenger it was an awesome idea and they reaffirmed that didn't they outside by Dan going there's a yeah. massacre in there there's and he massacre, really yeah. reaffirmed it so just in case someone had missed it it was really I've, clever I've just thought you know the way that they've used the effects of uh, azure and swarm killing creatures yes. like they're just vanishing into dust isn't that sort of similar to what the flux is doing the fluxes seem to be just going uh, when you see yeah. them destroying well, planets at the beginning I think they're involved with the flux I think they're on the side of the flux but also at the same time so the... I, mm, go, on. go on John go on no 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 go on no I was just going to say once the flux destroying the, the planets I thought they were being completely destroyed. But then you have Belle's little bit right at the beginning. We are the survivors of the flux. Yeah. How are these? And then she's floating, going through these um, destroyed planets. I thought the actual planets were totally destroyed. Some they of them maybe were, dust. and some of them were just ravaged. Ravaged. Yeah, ravaged. Of it going over to being yeah. ravages. Yeah, because so. they do get some of them in the, in the first series out that literally just fly when Vendor's in there looking out. He sees them go, doesn't he? Hmm. Yeah. The Yaz is being pursued by a weeping angel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Every single time she's in her past or uh, in wherever she's been, there seems to be a weeping angel after her. I think it's it's not... stuck in the tear in the tear duct, in the tear. I think she has it stuck within her. There's something That's only in this story, though, isn't it? No. Only well, it seemed to be yeah. in this episode. It just seemed to be uh, a weeping angel is pursuing Yaz. Doesn't seem to be pursuing any of the do the doctor or their other companions, but just Yaz only. So, w I wonder what is so special about it, the weeping angel and Yaz together. It feels like maybe the weeping angel was following Yaz in order to get to the TARDIS of the Doctor. Yeah. Oh, yes. the oh, is there a connection yeah. to Claire because, in episode one? Of because course. at the end, she's the, yeah. the weeping angel is working the TARDIS. Yeah. And yeah, the question is, do we do we have any uh, further ideas on what who or what Claire is? Well, in the light of what we've just seen as well. Weirdly, well, yes and no on this one. It might be a bit of a real stretch. Just been watching the last, you know, the um, 50th anniversary box set, and I literally just watched the 50th anniversary special last night, and it finishes. You might remember with all the doctors kind of with their backs to, and the doctor walks out, and actually the doctor, one of the last, li I think it might be the last line. The whole thing is. I'm taking the long way home. Yeah. And it kind yeah, of, well, I know. Yeah, yeah, that was what I was referring to. Exactly. You, I remember, I remember us talking about when Claire said it, she was really. So is she, well, there's obviously a connection to the doctor somehow, I'm guessing. Is she I, don't know, is she, I don't think is she, she is. I think, I think she's, I don't think she's another doctor. I don't think she's an incarnation. No. But I do think she maybe has been or will be. The, the reason I, she, she rocked up in Liverpool, which at that point, the flux is kind of doing its business, so she knows the doctor, and she's in the pack, and she says, "Oh, I've not met you yet." A bit it's, like Sally does when so it's, it's a bit like point, River it's Song. A weeping, the way it's a weeping, weeping, yeah, exactly. It's a bit like River Song. I think, I think certainly Claire is going to be very intrigued as to what or who she I is. I think 
I think what well, we, we've seen a little trailer, haven't we? For on um, it looks like they meet Claire in the past. Yeah. yeah. Um, but is that because the weeping angels is sent him in the past? Because that's what the angels do. Yeah, but why are they sent him in the past? Yeah. And why? What is her connection to the Doctor? Is the yeah. question. And have yeah. the, the weeping angels got hold of the TARDIS to take them back to meet Claire? Because yes, left him for I reason. believe that, uh, it I, makes I, sense. Yeah. Bearing in mind that the yeah. next episode is going to be the weeping angel one. Yeah, and it's going to have Claire in it. So. They're, they're closing this in on that episode now. This is the past story, and maybe it catches it up at the end of where we and are we get, And we get a little bit of the 1820 Liverpool guy, Williamson. Yeah, that's yes. just been left yeah. completely. Yeah. Who knew how, there, to use a, knew how to use one of the guns? Well, so he's oh, keeps yeah. shooting it. Popping up. Yeah. Keeps yeah. popping up, doesn't he? I yeah, like, no, I like but do you know what the story about it is? About his these tunnels under Liverpool? Yeah, no. well, yeah. I'll let Not you really. Well, no, you do, Craig, because I briefly went, re- watched like two seconds of oh, Wikipedia, I don't, so I don't know. I don't, know. I don't remember much, but I have been in them. You can actually go in them. They're just yeah. um, in, in Liverpool. They were part of an underground city, as far as I knew, weren't they? No, but what, I think oh. what the intention was, was in order to... Because um, people were unemployed. Uh, unemployed, so rather than give them money, he made them work for it, doing a, a job that didn't really need doing in order to give them, give them money. Yeah. So he was philanthropist a little bit. He was an eccentric guy, this Williamson guy, apparently. And uh, yeah, right. So this network of tunnels is definitely going to have some... It's a cool little thing, because it's like... There's a museum for the uh, the thing now. Never used it. So there's a bit of interest in these Liverpool tunnels and what he was doing under Edge Lane. So, yeah. Edge Hill. Edge Hill is actually. You can go and walk... Like I said, you can go and walk around them all. There's a little like yeah, hour's yeah. tour. Hmm? That's cool, man. That's cool. I like that. Good how they've linked a lot. Of yeah. And they used it because Liverpool's been very well used in this. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, so the Maury have now been put back on the pedestals. Who are they? What are Yeah, they? so the, the, yeah. the kind of the three standing there above the yeah. doctor. I found that really. I couldn't quite work out the power position of them, the interplay. I so thought it made them look obviously godly in some way. I think that's what they they were supposed to be like. They're supposed to be like godlike creatures, and certainly they, they, in ti- in the time stream, yeah, they're yeah all in the time stream. But on the pedestals, they're supposed to be priests of yeah. the House of Atropos. They're just ordinary uh, inhabitants of the planet and of the time who who've been trained to be able to with withhold time back and not let time go out of control. Now, now that the the Mori have actually been put back on the pedestals at the end of this episode. Now, does that mean time will go back to normal? Does that yeah? Mean well, that's time what they, 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 they be... said. He said that they, they managed to reset it, but it had been enough, yeah. there'd be enough time for it to be so disruptive that it has done something that we don't know yet. Which that's I'm what, assuming that's... is what Bell did at the beginning when you had the zone. Yeah. Well, that, that, well, that's what no. Well, Swarm Swarm that's... said he said that, that yeah, it's it's all right now, but there's been time for it to be disrupted. So whatever's happened, there's a little it's element of that. But the, the the bit with Bell and the flux, the flux has taken obviously a lot of the galaxy now, and that's what Bell Bell's mission is: is to go around these different sectors where the the Sontar and Cybermen and Daleks are making a power play. While the while the universe is weak, because that's in essence what the Suntarans were doing at the beginning, yeah. was saying, "Look, this flux is coming. It's now time to do your power play." And that's what them elements are doing. They're using this chance with yeah. this attack yeah. on space being the flux to take over the parts of the universe. And then, you know, the idea is that they'll end up coming together this big battle, which will, you know, as Bell touched on, this is going to wipe them out or whatever. So that's that's a cool little thing. I remember, I remember listening, watching back, um, and I wasn't. Was I doing Doctor Who with you lot? Yeah, I was. 
uh, Fugitive of the Jadoon. Yes, yeah, yeah. Where we get a load of these reveals and we get like the um, Vision and yeah. uh, the Fugitive Doctor. Yeah. Uh, and that is all groundwork for this. It's, it's yeah, fucking yeah, magnificent. It is, yeah. It is, yeah. It's it is. magnificent. It's great work. I, I'm going to you... put it out. I'm going to put it out there. This, on my second watch, is the best episode of Doctor Who I've ever watched. Jesus Christ. The first that's, one. That's, the first one was your favourite one ever. That's, no, no, like, I know, but the, literally, the second watch of this, I was like, this is possibly, well, possibly yeah. the best episode of Doctor Who I've ever seen in my life. I was just like, this is just unreal. I would I would hold off on making arbitrary decisions on what's your favourite Doctor Who until the end of the season. <laughs> so far. So I, far. Think, <laughs> I think it'll get beaten by, because, I mean, as far as I can tell, the way this series has gone, with three episodes in, it's been fucking mint every single one. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, and like, this is you need, seen you, the you strength need... of Chibnall at this point. You needed the the other seasons which Chibnall's done to really appreciate where he's going with yeah. it. So it's all been laid out. But all those people that are slagging him off and, and being annoyed at everything that he's yeah. done. Yeah. yeah, this is the payoff that you get. This is the bit. This is the not bit. being a, a, a de- demanding, entitled twat that a lot yeah. of them are. Yeah, I know. I've said this a lot of times. No patience. Now. <laughs> and I still remember reading that interview in Doctor Who magazine when he set out his ideas of what he was going to do in the first series. When everyone was criticising it, it was like. Yeah, but he just wants to take it, and he was doing it for a reason. He was taking it back to basics so he could literally put a few seeds in there, which he yeah. developed. And okay, you know, he could have been a bit more adventurous for those first stories, maybe. But yeah, it's that payoff. I, I, don't, I don't think anyone has been as adventurous as he has within the last no. two seasons. No, no one has changed awesome. this within we're, Doctor Who for we've a long also, time. We've also seen. Uh, the quality of the episodes get better, so yeah. I'm happy to think that uh, 12s is. Oh, I forgot which Doctor we're on. Thirteen. 13's like first season was a cheap season, so that they could bank it and use the money further down the line in further seasons. I reckon. So you've got a lot of, yeah. lot of they've got less stories as well, got, haven't they? So well, you've got fewer, not less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> This this is all written by him. And also, there was more expense in that first series. They had to devise the TARDIS and all that type of stuff. There was a lot more kind of behind the scenes expense, I would have thought. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Just that that could be a reason. Plus, in the first season, they had different writers as well. So Chibnall would have been telling them where he wanted to go and and allow them to write their own like miniature plots within that episode. But this one's all him. Apart from Maxi and Alderton, who joins him on yeah. one of them, I this think is that's the next episode. Vision. I mean, it's really adventurous, isn't it? I mean, I know he's he's writing this. I get completely. Russell T. Davis brought it back. He had to play it safe because it was brand new, and he had to bring people on board. Moffat came in and did a little bit more. Well, he did some quite complex stuff. But again, hmm. Chibnall, it had got so, by the time Capaldi left, it had got so up its own ass, really, in some ways. So, contra- you know, contrived that he, I think he had to come back and set Steve, a reset. Stephen Moffat did say that basically he, he wanted to leave sooner, but he was so busy he forgot. <laughs> That's yeah. what is one of his uh, things, but he was. And Chibnall didn't even want this job, really. No, he didn't. Um, but I'm glad he fucking took it. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, what was that, Sucky? You want to know my final thoughts? Absolutely. Well, I hadn't thought about it, but I was going to mention it. <laughs> let's, let's crack on with our final thoughts, please, gents. Um, I've just got so really my thing is and I, and I know he's doing this on purpose is it Chibnall that was one of the one of the members of the Doctor Who Appreciation Society which I used to be a member of and used to get little 
little welcome pack. Um, now that takes some kind of special nerd um, and a massive, huge Doctor Who fan. And there's loads of little bits that I see that he's harking back to classic Who in this, in look or feel or whatever. The Ravagers very much reminded me of um, the Five Doctors. You know, when the, 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 the bits are coming to collect people, you know, and it even has that mm. sort of sound. Did you notice that? That takes him into the when it takes him to the dark tower. That was definitely on my radar. And the three more in the time thing, I got a great show in the galaxy vibe. Absolutely, I nearly said that yeah, before. Oh my god, yeah. And the give me sisters of Khan vibe as well. Them is is what they are. That sort of um, religious yeah. kind of religious element, if you like. But it's just, it's just, it just reeks of stuff like that, um, and that, and that is testament to an absolute nerd like me. Um, <laughs> and it, yeah, it's just, oh fucking hell, man! Thank you, thank you, everybody, for making my dream of Doctor. I don't know. It's just, this is a very special time for me as a Doctor Who fan, and I'm, I'm very yeah, much yeah. loving it. I saw yeah. well Bob Gushy's all over that Zoom screen. Well, go on to where uh, two words. Uh, Craig, Bob. With what his... two words? Two two words. Just oh, flipping heck, two words. Just just fucking hell. Oh. Yeah, that'll do. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, do you want two, uh, well, I'm, it's a it's a tough one. This one really. Um, I, if I'm going to do two words, it's got to be rewatch. You just have to rewatch this. <laughs> yeah, you just have to. In fact, it's only one word I know. Rewatch. That is it. When I watched this, like I said, it didn't leave. It left me a bit cold. It left me disappointed. But, um, but I knew it had to be done. I was kind of expecting this at some point. Um, it reads really good. I, I I I love the fact that there's so many resolutions in this. Are so much. You know, the questions are put on now, like we came before. You know, we know about Vindo. We know about. Um, well, elements of the timeless child coming through. It was very much, you just have to watch it for a second time. That is all I've got to say on this. It left me very excited. I watched it today. It was like, why the hell did I not see this? Great to see Dr. Ruth back. Great to see the Sontara, not the Cybermen and the Daleks in there, but it just has to be watched. And if you are criticizing it because it needs to be rewatched, uh, re or because it didn't tie everything together, then I'm going to go back to what John said. It's like, it's going back to the classic days. This is modern television. You don't want it sealed. It's a six-part story. You are midway through. You don't read a book and expect the answer in the fifth, uh, halfway point. Kicks your hearts <laughs> and die if you don't like it. <laughs> okay, Cliff. There's a there's a thing what John always says when we're reviewing David Lynch films. Is it shut the fuck is. up, Cliff? No, it's not that. Is it? yeah. no, 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 well, he does say that. Well, most is it, of the time, is it Cobra correct... Kai? No, <laughs> most of the time he corrects everything I say. Cause... Everything I let a lot fucking go. I tell you. Yeah, it does actually. <laughs> Cheers, Dad. Oh. <laughs> but he says um, David Lynch films is not like a takeaway stuff. It's a full meal. I think this is the first time in a long time Doctor Who is, it's a full meal. You get down, you sat down to enjoy it. If you sat down, like has been commented before, to just watch it once and just walk away and then make an opinion, then that's that's up to you. But that's more or less the Coronation Street viewers. This is, you need to invest in it. Someone's took a long time, years probably, to get to this story right. And we're at the point now where we're really investing into this guy, Chibnall, to write us a perfect Doctor Who. You know, um, uh, Moffat 
The reason that Moffat written some good stuff, he also written himself into the corner many times. The crack in the wall, it was just written into the corner and didn't know what to do in the end. This, he had the vision right at the beginning of the season when he started. And I'm really loving the journey. And my two words are, as that's just one word, one minute, is uh, just hot again. Go on out, George. Yeah, if you don't like this, yeah, like using that analogy that I voiced on Cliff and, and Bob a lot is, if you just want your TV to be the equivalent of a Big Mac, then fucking watch Cory, watch Strictly, and watch all that shite. If you, this is giving you the opportunity in a prime time British-made sci-fi thing to get some real meat on these bones. You're getting a delectable meal here. You're getting called on blur shit. So if you don't enjoy it, you're, or if you're seeking, or if you're looking at it and you're just seeing the downsides of it, if you're just seeing the negative shit, I don't, it's fine, you can do that, but you are missing out, my friends. Embrace it. What That's my two words? words, by the way. Embrace it. Embrace it. <laughs> oh. I would have thought that was one. We've got, we've well got fucking hell. hell. <laughs> we've got fucking hell. Rewatch. Jizz hot and embrace it. Okay, my two words is going to be just thank you. Right, it's because, as I says, it's a it's a really great episode, character building episode, fills in the storylines, fills in the backgrounds of some of these characters, and it just moves the story along. And you, if you have to, as as you guys have been saying, if you have to rewatch it again, you will pick up other things. If you only watch it the once and you don't get it, I do feel sorry. I don't feel sorry for you. I, I just you think, don't get enough. Yeah, you're no. not getting you're getting out. the enjoyment yeah. out of it. Yeah. yeah, you're not getting the enjoyment out of it. The the the, the actual delight of watching a story unfold as you're watching it week in week out. And, and I know this is only the halfway bit of the season, but you need these sort of episodes to be able to when when you get towards the end of the season to be able to enjoy it even more and all I'm going to say to whoever the, the production company is just thank you I I, th- I think as well that uh, we're, we're used to getting 25 episodes to a Star Trek season back in the day and we love the fact that we could dip into it and it's there all the time but they're, but they're mostly they're mostly not that impactful an episode what you're getting now is pure, unfiltered it, everything. It's concentrated. It's concentrated vision of this one man. He's doing an incredible job. I'm full of admiration for Chimnal for his writing for this. Yeah, isn't it lovely? Actually, that I, I don't look at other people's views anymore online because they've destroyed some of my appreciation of the Chibnall era. And it is absolutely lovely that as a group, I don't know the feedback, but what I'm picked up when you've said it's quite negative, that we are actually all loving it. Mm. And I think that's great because we could have had a really split and that would have been all right as well. But it's nice that with what sounds like a world of negativity out there, that we are really unified and that joy. I think it's a bit sad that people expect answers straight away. Look at Behind Sucky, right? For those who are on YouTube, he's got a wealth of DVDs. He doesn't watch them once. You watch him again and again and again, so he appreciates him at different points. Like, like not watching ninety percent of those. He's got yeah, cellophane on most of them. <laughs> <laughs> that Marilyn, the, yeah, the Marilyn Monroe ones look well used though in the back. <laughs> wow, those Marilyn Monroe ones have been watched twice. 
over the years. But anyway, uh, once once for a wank and second for the wank bank. I get you. <laughs> well, you know, that's for, done in my younger for days. research purposes. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only point of watching them in there for research purposes. <laughs> People, calm down now. Right, uh, thanks, Craig, for the link to, to the feedback. We have had some positive feedback. We have got a couple of negative fe- bits of feedback as well. Uh, so, but it's is, is uh, me and my kids having a chat about it. And welcome to the feedback section. And I'm here again with my kids Hello. and this lucky and Arjun. And let's. Uh, I'm going to go straight into it and ask these pair what they actually thought of. The episode. Well, the episode, yes. Uh, uh, the episode. To be fair, Dad said to me earlier it'd be a bit confusing. And to be fair, I got halfway and realised, yes, it definitely is confusing. But I don't know if it was massively confusing. There was a lot going on. A lot of, obviously, a lot of friends and, like, subplots. But um, I think it was quite... I, I, I really liked that. I felt it was quite engaging. I, really, I liked it. At the beginning, you saw Bex. Was it Bex? Her story. Belle. Belle. Belle's story. And I was like, I thought she. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't expect her to be Vinda's um, girlfriend. I didn't think. I didn't think that. Would, didn't think that was gonna be it. But um, I don't know. I, I liked how loads of like the Cybermen, the Centaurans, the likes. Everything was mentioned. I quite liked that. Um, Arjun, what did you think? Um, I enjoyed the episode. I thought it was confusing as well, like you said, because um, there's so much stories going on. But I like that they've um, like uh, they put it towards like some of the past or the change to like the Aziz story or Dan's story or Vinda's story as well. So you get to know who, more about him and everything and what he did and um, how he got to where he was. Yeah, I did like Vinda's backstory. So I it's nice to I like, did like that. Yeah, you liked it. Um, yeah. All right. So uh, we'll, we'll, what we'll do is then we'll go straight into the feedback and we'll start commenting on some of these people's feedback and we've got Bruce Wayne not the real Bruce Wayne by mm, the way yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know uh, so we'll have Lucky first so he said what's not to love about what is not to love with a bit of mind bending time, timey wimey stuff okay so some of the effects were a bit ropey but then BBC budgets wobbly sets blah 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 it's Doctor Who not budget busting Netflix and we've all been used to that since it started love the episode the developing storylines and the arc progression Ch- Chibnall is doing a great job this series but you wonder if it's because he's been allowed to do the storytelling he's most adept adapter 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 rather than being told to do it the modern who way what whatever it, it is it is thoroughly enjoyable so bring on the weeping angels one of the best modern era monsters can't wait to see where it takes us all right so like as uh, bruce said there uh, he's Chris Chibnall has been allowed to do the way he has been um, used to do pre-Doctor Who, where he used to do long-form stories, where he oh. spread it over about six or seven episodes. Because uh, do you guys ever watch Broadchurch? Did I ever yeah. make you watch Broadchurch? Oh, David yeah. Tennant, yeah. Yes, David Tennant, yeah, Olivia wa- Colman. Yeah, I watched that, the first series, I think. Yeah, and that was Chris Chibnall. Oh, that was quite a good show. I, I enjoyed the first series of that, I can't lie. Yeah. That way, the way he did it there is now oh. the same sort of way he seems to be doing it in Doctor Who. Yeah. And that's a lot better to you. Actually, no, yeah, that makes sense. I quite like this sort of new era, doesn't it? I like him. Compared yeah. to his first two seasons, which was just slightly episodic. Yeah, I think this is he's this has been a better series in the past two, I think. Uh, cheers, Bruce. And the next one we have is Marcus Scarman. 
Yes, so he said the surprise appearance of the des- of the Destiny Bouncy Daleks was unexpected but appreciated. Great episode, mm. some quality performances throughout, and amongst the madness, a lot of character fleshing out and building. Mm. Chibber's best season yet. Stay on target, Chibby Chib Chib. <laughs> right, do you think that uh, nickname's going to stick? <laughs> Chibby Chib Chib. chib, chib. Like Chinny Chib. Or Chibbers. No, but uh, what you, did you like, quite like seeing the Daleks? Oh my god! I, that yeah. when that came out, I was actually surprised. I liked how they did kept it secret. Like they did I, keep that I secret. think that was really good. Like literally right into the first te- two minutes, five minutes, you see Daleks. Yeah. I loved that. I think it was really good. Yes, um, yeah. There's loads of like different monsters in this season. They're trying to keep. Uh, I think they're trying to bring a bit some more monsters back, and they're trying to keep it a secret as well. Yeah. Because nobody knew that the Daleks were going to be in it. I yeah. I was like, I was like, hey, Daleks are here. I knew Cybermen were coming and Weeping Angels, but um, I didn't know the Daleks were coming. Right. We've got the fifty-first Doctor, and they've said. Um, I thought it was a dreadful episode. Poor effects, bad acting, a story that made no sense. How is the average TV viewer meant to enjoy this? Such a shame of the first two episodes were pretty good by Chib now standards. This is incredibly poor to out of 10. Now, what do you think? Yeah, then 51st Doctor didn't Mm. enjoy it. Mainly, is it because he thinks that the average viewer is going to get confused with the way the story uh, in this episode unfolds. To be fair, oh, yeah. when I was watching it, I was thinking if you weren't that obsessed about re-enjoy Doc Two, I would I could imagine people stopping stopping to watch it at this point. I was like, it's hard to keep up. Yeah. But I wouldn't say he's off. Like I liked it. I wouldn't say um, poor effects. I'm don't I'm just think, I don't like the poor effects. I'm just thinking of the Weeping Angel probably. If anything, if that was a poor effect. I think that was a poor. I poor personally effect. thought that the that Daleks was... flouting was a bit of a poor effect. I mean, it was nice seeing them again, but the way the Daleks flouted. Across I the... like that part. I actually was looking at that part. They the floating on. They quite like the. Yeah. I think I thought that was good. Right, uh, we've got Who Can Convince You podcast, and I'm not sure if it's Harry or Luke that runs the actual uh, Twitter account, but they've, they've said... Yes, yeah, so they've said, first one I've enjoyed, if I'm honest. Looking forward to the rest now. Oh, superb. Thanks, guys. Uh, next up is Ian Key. It made more sense second time round. Enjoyed it. So you must have watched it twice, yeah. I'd probably make sense if you watched it twice, to be fair. Got the gist of it after the first viewing. Once I realised what was going on, mm. and then once watching it again, I really I understood what what definitely definitely was going on. We got two pieces of audio feedback, and the first one I'm going to bang in here, and that's from uh, our lovely Mark Cockrum uh, from the All of Time Space podcast. Um, and also, if you get a chance, check out his Nerdology podcast, which he did over a number of years, uh, which is a great little thing where he just talks about all sorts of stuff which uh, take, took his fancy mm. and I, I was one of his fantastic guests on there by the way so <laughs> if you check out that episode and here's Mark's feedback Hi this is Mark from All of Time and Space and these are my thoughts on Once Upon Time I think this is very typical of a story in the middle of a six episode arc So it's tying up some of the plot points about the Doctor's involvement in The Division, which was interesting to see and really great to see Joe Martin back. And it's also setting up elements for the next three episodes. I thought they used the framing device of the Time Storm as a rather ingenious way, I would think, of getting around a lot of the 
limitations of having to film during the COVID lockdown with the um, various characters swapping in and out. I thought that was a pretty cool idea and it worked really well in the narrative. And they do this several times and when you go back to see them when they're reliving the moment from the Doctor's past where they face Swarm and Azure when they're trying to take over the Temple of Astropos, you get the feeling that you should know who the other members of that team are. And of course it gets revealed that Dan then glitches out for Carvanista. And I'm wondering who the other members of the team would be. I'm guessing one of them would be Gat, who was the Time Lord that was hunting down Joe Martin's Doctor in Fugitive of the Jadoon. Will we get some more revelations? Craig Parkinson from Line of Duty plays a suitably shady character. So it'll be interesting to see how his story develops. And it was good to finally get a little bit of meat on the bones about Vinder's character. So you get to see his past where he ends up having to be a whistleblower in this organisation and ends up being sent out to that remote viewing station in the middle of nowhere. I really like the character of Belle. I'm guessing she's going to be a recurring character for this series. And uh, Vinder's love interest, it would seem. It was a bit of a monster fest. We had the Daleks, the Cybermen and the Sontarans and of course the Weeping Angels. I do wonder what the average viewer would think if they just kind of decided to tune in for an episode not knowing that this is part of a, a big season long arc because I would imagine if you've not been watching from the start it could be incredibly disorientating and confusing but obviously we're fans so we've been watching since the first episode and I really enjoyed it, it moved along quite a good pace, never seemed to drag for me and I mean, it might have the effect of making people go back and revisit the first couple of episodes if they haven't seen the start of the story. So, yeah, I found it very enjoyable. The effects were great. I thought Jodie was great. And uh, look forward to seeing more. That's enough from me. Back to the guys. Uh, cheers for that, Mark. Thank you very much. And our next piece of feedback is from Phil Vernon. So the other night I had a dream that Michael Myers was chasing me up a fire escape holding a banana. When we got to the top there was a swimming pool and Michael suddenly was wearing Bermuda shorts and he jumped in. That made all sense tonight's episode. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> it's uh, that's um, lovely. Thank you, <laughs> Phil. I'm not sure what, what to say to that. I mean, I walked in on my lad just now. He was watching... Uh, no, he was playing a game, wasn't he? And that, that had Michael Myers in it. What was the game? Um, it's called Dead by Daylight. Oh, yeah, Dead by Daylight. And there's a Michael Myers character in there. Yeah, so maybe... <laughs> I'm not sure what to say. Anyway, after that, we have Andrew O'Kane. So he said, The Doctor goes quantum leap, jumping in and out of her own time stream. Epic bit of storytelling and the best cliffhanger so far. Yeah, I agree with that. Definitely. Right, there's a couple of things there. The cliffhanger. So you really enjoyed the cliffhangers, you guys? Yeah, it was um, good. It was the, like one, the, the, um, the weeping angels. angel. You wouldn't oh. expect the angels to go into the TARDIS like that. Oh yeah. my god, yeah, I just remember. Oh my god, that was, a, that was. Oh my god, I love what she said. What did she, what did she say, Jodie? Um, the angel has a target. Yeah, I know, that's so sick. I, was like, that's a, I don't know, did, did, has that been said before? I just liked how she said it. 
No, one of the angels has never taken over at all. But I think like, did Matt Smith not? I feel like he spoke about it because they wanted the Tardis during was it during his Matt I don't Smith. Think they've done that before. Have they? But not, not not obviously get the Tardis, but I feel like they wanted the Tardis. But you've got the the iconic image uh, in the David Tennant story Blink, where you got the weeping angels all around the police yeah. box cell. Yeah, that right, might have been. That might that might have been. That might have been. Yeah. The other thing I want to ask you: Do you guys ever watch? Ever heard of Quantum Leap? What do you mean, like the show? Yeah. No. Mm. That was a fantastic show, which mm. I've got to get you guys. I'm pretty sure it's just turned up on Sky. Uh, so I've got to get you guys to watch it. And that was all about uh, a chap that you uh, performed the experiment in the future. But what happened to him, he ends up going back into this past mm. and going into other people's bodies. So he one one week he'd be like an astronaut, one week he'd be a teacher, one week he'd be a pilot, one week he'd be a teacher. A monkey. There was yeah. one where he was a monkey. Uh, so it was just, it was a fantastic, great storyline, uh, great uh, series. Uh, after that, we have Paul Diamond. Amazing. We'll have to rewatch after SCD picked picked up on the Joe reveal around the time they blew up the door. Didn't pick up on the dog reveal until Yaz revealed it. Could we have seen a future Doctor, old woman, as well as a past Joe? At least this should cement the Joe slash timeless child storyline. The angel has a TARDIS. <laughs> yeah. Right, cheers, Apple. So, right, so uh, you, did you know that... Um, did not, you, I don't, I'm not sure what he means. The, the old woman that you saw, do you think she was a future incarnation of the Doctor? Oh. Or even an old incarnation of the Doctor? I don't think so. I feel like she reminded me of the Gallifrey and people, you know, like when they're like, tell, try, tell doctor, you can't do this, you can't do that. She reminded me of that sort of people. Okay. And what, didn't pick up on, was that when um, Dan was Carvinista? And, yeah. But didn't Yaz reveal it? Didn't, didn't Joe reveal it? Didn't Joe reveal it? Because she saw the like. Yeah, she saw the weapon. Too, I thought that, I was thinking that looks familiar. And that's yeah. where she thought it was. A, right, so next uh, one there is Henry Marina. As I said, weakest episode yet, but still intriguing as to what's going on. All right, so Henry there seems to be, you know, uh, thinking that even though it's um, a poor, poor episode, he's still enjoying the yeah. episode. Yeah. All right, so that's good. That is. Uh, so next one we have Morgan Lee. I, for one, am loving the series. Bravo to the production team for, for creating something new and exciting and for really turning around public's opinion. We all know that the opinions on the 13th Doctor's era were quite polarising, polarising, but I love seeing such excitement about the flux. I was in the camp that didn't love the last two seasons, but I'm super happy to be here for this era of Who. Mm. That seems to be the uh, the opinion at the moment yeah, for a number of fans who have not really liked the first two seasons yeah. and they've enjoyed this the way this storyline is now going this one's I think is exciting and I think because I mean, there's nothing wrong with obviously episodes obviously there's always been episode um, episodes like plot lines but I think because the past two episode plot lines haven't been working for this to be spread out of a number of episodes works really well okay so our next episode uh, next bit of feedback is from David Brian Wooten. Yeah, he said, this series has already put itself head and shoulders above the previous two seasons. I'm actually entertained, but I was really hoping that this episode would begin to reveal more about the questions that were brought up in the first episode. Instead, it seems like we should 
we just got more questions. I'm concerned that with only three episodes remaining, we won't have time enough to do justice to all the questions that have been brought up, which is one of Chibnall's weaknesses, truly. Here's hoping that the next three episodes provide a satisfying... Denouement. 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 Right, cheers there, David. Right, so we've got three episodes left. Yeah, I didn't realise that. Right. Three left. Yeah, three episodes, and how do you think... Do you think he's going to be able to hit the mark and finish the story off in style? I think so. You think so? I don't know. I feel like he'll probably answer the main questions... Well, there's always going to be like some questions remaining, probably. But I don't know, like, what's lit. But there's a lot of questions to answer, but I can't think of the questions Could are be, like, to in answer. the last episodes. If there's any more questions. I can't, don't know, I can't think about that. I don't know. Okay. Uh, so, next bit of feedback we have is Samuel Griffin. Um, the beginning was somewhat confusing, but made sense as the episode went along. I like that we got character development for the main cast. It was certainly great to see Joe Martin's Doctor back in action, yeah. Can't wait for next week. Looks like a classic base under siege, yeah. I actually like seeing Joe. I didn't expect to see Joe at all. I didn't know she was coming in the season. No, we, it had been rumoured that she probably would be involved somewhere along the line, mm-hmm. but we didn't know which episode. Mm. Uh, and uh, as you said, yeah, it was lovely seeing the uh, was, Joe Martin Doctor. Nice. I liked ha- how she came in, like she came in for that siege, that siege, came to get rescue the ravage, ravage. Take on the ravages, yeah. Yeah, I like that, she, I don't know, it was nice, like how it, she slid into that sort of scene, it made sense. I liked, you know, I, I liked, that was nice seeing that. Okay, so next bit of feedback is Martin Tyler. They said, oh, well, I suppose we had to have a bit of an exposition dump at some point, and looks like tonight was partially it. All well acted, looked and sounded good. It just wasn't that gripping. Don't think it will fly well with the general public either. Hope I'm wrong. We shall see when the AI figure comes out. Yes, uh, so as well, Martin's saying, he also is worried about how much the general public who aren't Doctor Who fans will mm. think about this. Because mm. as most of us who are Doctor Who fans, we'll end up watching it two or three times. Mm-hmm. And probably yeah. get to the uh, get to understanding yeah. as to what's going on and um, the AI figure has come out and it is only 75 which is one of the lowest it's been uh, for cla- uh, for new who altogether really yeah so I think uh, we'll see but it is that AI is only done on a from what I've heard on um, a group of 5,000 people but then again I, that's always going to change now because now you have recording and we have streaming or something and I mean people don't watch it live anymore you don't have to watch it live anymore no they don't have to watch it live I didn't watch it live I think no I had to watch it at 4 o'clock in the morning yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, right so we got Johnny Scanlon the twists were unreal but absolutely blown away was absolutely blown away loads of wee nuggets and turns out the dog was actually one of the doctor's companions wonder who else was yeah true great to see Ruth Daleks and Cybermen weird angels are an ever present but never fully acknowledged till tonight yeah mm. right uh, yeah it was great to see as he says great to see Ruth Dalek and the Cybermen lovely yeah and, yeah, and, and Calvinist yeah he was I, I've got a feeling I know who the companions were of the, were the future Doctor but uh, I'm going to have to leave that yeah, I so was always wondering week. who Jazz and um, was it Vinda? Yeah. Who Jazz and Vinda was going to be? And I was like, maybe it's all companions. But I don't know if it would be all companions. No, I've got a feeling I don't know who they are. Uh, next bit is uh, Tony Boylan. Yeah, so he said, sorry to say, I'm getting pretty tired of this series now. Yet again, Chips and Cole are shoving the whole timeless child thing down our throats, and it's depressing. 
Right. Do you move them? The, was the timeless child actually mentioned in this or anything to do with the timeless child mentioned in this? I feel like, you know when the timeless child thing came out in the first season and like you just you didn't even notice you, he just saw and just said timeless child. And then what was what episode was that? That was first season timeless child, I think it was. And I thought that was a great way to describe the Doctor just generally, you know what I mean? It is, because he's a child, or they are a child, and they, 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 they go beyond time, you know what I mean? Like, they practically are in charge of time, in a sense. Cheers for that. And our next one is Jonathan Becky. Wow, it just gets better and better. What a superb episode. And if last week's cliffhanger wasn't enough, tonight's was bloody amazing. <laughs> Cheers there, Mikey Mocking Swear. We now have Henry Marina. It may be just not enough character development, but I have absolutely zero care for the Vinda Beltok <laughs> storyline. I just don't care about either of them. Okay, so... No, I like Vinda. I think he was probably the best acting in that episode. Yeah, because he had that big dilemma about whistle whistleblowing on his... Uh, the great serpent. Serpent, yeah. I don't know, I, if you, you can get the truth can come out, but you have to do it by whistleblowing. You can do it another way. Yes, you're right. And we have our final bit of audio feedback now, and that's from Dwayne and Philip from the uh, Sirens of Audio podcast. Uh, and here it is. Righto, Philip, you did such a good job last time of going first. How about you go first again? Oh, that's not fair, Dwayne. I thought I was going to have some time to get I have my thoughts to let you go together. first on this episode. I, um, I, I need to hear... We, we've not spoken about this at all, so no. uh, what I hear from you... I've, I've got a feeling we might be feeling similar ways about this episode, but I haven't actually spoken to you about it, so let's go. The first two parts, I was really excited by what was happening. There were some really great changes. There was I, I was enjoying Dan. Um, I didn't know where it was going, but it was keeping me on my toes. So that was great. I must admit, this episode came and I thought, oh no, Chris Chibnall's back. Because to me, nothing really happened. Once again, it was a strange resolution to the cliffhanger. None of the cliffhanger resolutions, to my mind, have been really satisfying. Um, it, was, it was possibly, it could have been very cleverly done with the Doctor thinking through what's going on, you know, hearing what was going on in the Doctor's head to rescue people. But I don't really understand what a time storm is. I know Ace was swept up with one in Dragonfire, but I, I don't get what a, a time storm is and how she created it and what it did. But I do know it sort of sucked people into some sort of... I don't know what Something. they were sucked into. Because it wasn't even into their past because the people weren't real that they were dealing with. So nothing in this episode actually happened. It was all stuff, but mm. none of it was actually real. And the Doctor was just obsessed with finding out about her past. And I guess, to me, that, that to me was a sticking point. I, I watched Doctor Who because, you know, mad person in a box, traveling the universe, having adventures. That's, that's what I love Doctor Who to be. And I love it being guns and frocks, is one of the expressions, is a, a strong expression. I love that some episodes can be shoot em up and exciting energy. I love other ones can be lots of fun and just running around and not doing much at all. I love the fact that Doctor Who is all about variety all the time. But to me, it's not about Doctor... And that's called Doctor Who, but it's not trying to explore who is this character. I mean, the Doctor's been around for 60 years almost. I don't need to know her past. I don't need to know all this stuff. I don't want to know all this stuff. It's just a yawn. It's a bit like Gallifrey. I just find it boring and dull. And she's so obsessed with it. And I just... Uh, I, I found the whole episode, to be perfectly honest, just a bit dull. I mean, once again, a new character introduced. I mean, that, that, that woman was, you know, searching the universe. It was great. 
in terms of I, I did like the character and you know it's fun to see Daleks and fun to see Cyberman but really who cares anyhow Dwayne what do you think <laughs> uh, I'm very very similar good things about it though I really enjoy I'm still enjoying how it looks it's very very nice to look at there was one particular scene where um, Dan and Di were walking through um, uh, an abandoned and decrepit old church that didn't have a roof on it. I thought that was a beautiful shot that was really nicely done. However, this episode for me, I remember this was the episode where the Cybermen were going to appear and they appear in it for about five minutes and that's the whole end of the episode. Is that long? Yeah. Um, and, you know, what... what it's very, very, very unsatisfying, and people will people who are fans of the era. That's fine if you're a fan, and as the guys on around the console have said, if you're not on board with Jodie Whittaker by now, you're an idiot. So I must be an idiot, um, but I'll, I'm happy to be. <laughs> I'm happy to be an idiot because I definitely am feeling very much back into how I was feeling at the end of season twelve, and despite all the setups that. Chris Chibnall wants to do and all the little magical things he wants to throw in the air and say, isn't that clever? Isn't this clever? Isn't that clever? We've He's already done that before and had a completely unsatisfying ending and a, and a rounding up of his stories. And I have no confidence that this is going to be any different. I would love to be proved wrong. If this is going to have a satisfying ending, uh, that's good, but to satisfy me, it's virtually going to have to unwrite everything that's already gone first. So I can't see myself being too satisfied with this. For a general audience, this episode is going to be completely incomprehensible. If the first episode was bad, this one was just totally off the charts in terms of casual viewing. No one's going to switch on the TV and keep watching uh, if they're a casual viewer. And I would say a vast majority or a good proportion of uh, long-term fans are going to look at this and go, what the heck is this? This It was so promising, it's just starting to go backwards. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Dan and Di scene looked beautiful, but it's been done. That's what Donna and her partner did in mm. Sons of the Library, just flashing from scene to scene. Um, once again, as I said, the Daleks and the Cybermen, I mean, why were they there? And, I, and it, it keeps asking questions, and for the first two episodes, I could live with the fact that it keeps raising questions, raising questions, hoping there'd be some good answers. But we're now halfway through, and it's still raising questions, raising questions with no answers. And I don't I care think- about any of the characters either, particularly. I don't have any connection with them. They're, they haven't been written in a way that I've got a good connection with them, and especially... The Doctor and Yaz. They're the ones I want to have the most connection with because that's what the show's supposedly all about and I just don't have it and uh, I can't see it changing in the next three hours worth of stories. I'm being hopeful. The first two are good. It can redeem itself. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping out for it. We'll, we'll see what happens next week. Yeah, Angel's episode looks good but all the trailers have looked good. They do look good but it's easy to make something look good with flashes of screen grabs and stings of music. We've just got to wait and see what the what the final product brings. But no, I was very disappointed for this week. Sorry, guys. Uh, thank you for that, for, uh, guys. Uh, so uh, I've just got to say thank you to Arjun and Lucky for coming on again. Oh, wait, I have something to say. Oh, have you? <laughs> Sorry. I was going to mention, I forgot. Oh, my God. My favourite part of the episode, Jess, how funny. Um, it was the part where Jodie was the police officer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That was my I rewind it and watch that again. It was so funny. It was such like I know it was just the way she did that was so good. I loved it. I was like, I loved it. That was also uh, 
uh, like a callback to um, some of the Yaz said earlier, right? Uh, because um, she was saying she had to go around on patrol a number of times with a boring uh, police officer, mm-hmm. and this is calling back to that uh, actual bit of information that she gave. Mm-hmm. Right now, can I say goodbye? You can say goodbye. All right, cheers, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.